wanted to uh, talk to you just a little while tonight on the subject of confession. You know, Brother Hagin said something many years ago. He said that he got delivered from the fear of repetition. So, you know, Mark 11:23 was basically his trademark scripture that he preached everywhere. And he would preach it over and over and over again. Of course, that's not all that he knew. He was really sharp and really great in a lot of subjects. But that was one of his keynote messages, Mark 11:23. And I'm so grateful for the roots of my raisin. <laughs> How how I was raised up in the faith. I can look back way back to 1975 uh, when I had just gotten out of a treatment center and delivered from drugs and gloriously saved and gloriously filled with the Holy Spirit. Wonderful, wonderful experience. And then I stayed in this little town after I got out of the hospital because I didn't want to go back into Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is a really huge metropolitan area. The place that I went to into treatment was a town at the time at about 14,000 people. It seemed very small to me, but it was a good, safe place. And I'll never forget, praise the Lord, the first time that I was invited to go to a special church. It was just a very, very small building. It was about a block and a half away uh, uh, from my house. And I'll never forget going over to Calvin and Cheris Plumley's home. And they were looking for a pastor. And the, uh, the first graduating class in Ramah was 1975. And they had put the word out to have a pastor come. And pastor, oh, maybe... 10, 12 people or so, and I went over to their house, and that's the first time I met Jim Casement. I can remember he had great big huge glasses, and uh, he was sitting there, and he was, uh, he was discussing the word with them and sharing some things about what was in his heart. That was a very, very special day to me, and a few weeks later, a couple of months later, he came and became the pastor of that church called Faith Bible Church. And I, I mentioned Brother Jim's name because today is his 80th birthday. Praise God. I, I spoke to him today and he's doing really, really well. Many of you know that Kathleen went on to be with the Lord a few months back in June. Uh, but he's carrying on, he's moving forward, and he's doing just great. 80 years old. And you know what? He's still going strong. And uh, some of his protégés, some of his sons in the faith, like Raul, just got back from the Philippines. No telling how many people were ministered to there in the Philippines. And the work in the Philippines just goes on and on and on to the schools and the churches. It's a good thing. It's a precious thing. And so I think about, you know, all that the Lord has done over the years, way back in the 80s, Brother Hagen came to St. Paul and he ministered for Brother Caseman. And that was at the time where they were going to uh, translate all of his books into the Russian language. And Brother Hagen was there and that was the first night. And, and one person stand, stood up and said, well, I'll give $10,000. And another one said, I'll give $10,000. And they just received a glorious offering that night. And over the years, millions and millions of books, of Brother Hagen's books, were translated into the Russian language. And, got, and that's when the Iron Wall was still up. The Iron Curtain was still up. And it got in there and it literally had changed that nation for the glory of God. Just shook it with the Word of God. Shook it with the Word of faith.
Amen. And uh, I can remember Jim uh, writing a little paper called Making Your Redemption a Reality. And he talks about, you know, the, the law of confession and how important that that is. And I think we have some of them in the foyer. And I, I got a hold of the Word of God at a very young age. I mean, I, I didn't waste any time. I just got right into the Word. And I took the Word and just started saying what God's Word said about me. And you know what? I'm 72 years old and I'm still doing it today. And I can testify to you today that God is good and God's Word works. If you will employ it, if you will put to work the principles in the Word of God, if you'll make the decision to live by faith and to walk by faith, the Lord will not disappoint you. The Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So say with me, I'm born of God, and I am a world overcomer. The God kind of faith resides on the inside of me. Amen. So let's talk just a little while tonight about a few things about confession. I found this a little earlier today in my home, and this is a little readout by Mark Hankins, and he said things to remember. So I want to read a couple things that Mark says about that. And incidentally, Mark will be coming to minister to us the last Sunday in February. That's a good thing. I mean, he, has, he, he carries a big stick by the grace of God. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you get your dancing boots shined up because we're going to do a whole lot of shouting, a whole lot of dancing. Amen? But we're not going to wait until that Sunday to do it. And then the Hagans are coming. Praise God, Pastor Ken and Lynette. There'll be a lot of ministers coming together. So make sure you're early. That's going to be at the end of January. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So we've got some good meetings coming. We're building momentum. Things are happening. Amen. We refuse to be moved by what we don't see or what we do see. God is good and God is good all the time. Amen. So let me read just a couple of things to you that Mark wrote down. He said, confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. I like that. He said this, a spiritual law, uh, law few recognize is that our confession rule us. Here's another one. God can be no bigger in you than you confess him to be. And then here's another one. Many Christians are weak, though sincere, though sincere, because they lack a bold confession of who they are in Christ. Okay? And then here's another one. The confession of your lips that has grown out of faith in your heart will absolutely, absolutely defeat the adversary in every combat. Have you found out that to be true? I mean, it seemed like sometimes your, your back gets up against the wall, but thank God out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth begins to speak. Amen? And you back the devil right down and place him back right under your feet where he belongs, right? Praise the Lord. Now, here's another one. The word will heal you if you will continually confess it. Number eight, nothing will establish and build your faith as quickly as your confession. So let's just talk about that just for a few minutes tonight. Father, as Donnie Moore would pray, help! And I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I love Donnie. Praise the Lord. We miss him, but he's in heaven and we'll see him soon. Praise God. Let's look over at Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, if you will. This may be familiar ground to you, but remember, the word has been planted, and we're just simply here to water it tonight, right? 
so that it may grow and that God can bring the increase. Say with me, my faith is growing exceedingly. Romans 10, 9, 10, that if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay? So what is confession? Well, confession is actually about three things. Number one, confession is say, stating something that we believe. Number two, confession is declaring something we know to be true. And then number three, confession is a, is proclaiming a truth that we have accepted wholeheartedly. Amen? And then over in Hebrews, the fourth chapter in the 14th verse, we are instructed to hold fast to the profession of our faith. The word profession literally means confession. Confession means to say the same thing about oneself that God has said about you. In Romans, in Hebrews 4.14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Aren't you glad we do? He's a great high priest. And he is the apostle of our confession. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, what are we supposed to do? Let us hold fast our confession. So important to hold fast. Because on the other end of that rope, if you will, there's circumstances, there's bad reports, there's all this junk that's going on in the world. But thank God we can hold fast to what we have been given. Revelation says, hold fast that which thou hast. Amen? And you need to know what you have. I like this statement. There's confessions in three areas. Number one, who we are in Christ. Number two, what we have in Christ. And number three, what we can do in Christ. So we have the answer, right? But the answers will do us no good if we just nod at them. The answers that we have must be declared and must be boldly proclaimed. Amen? Amen. So real faith in the word, if God says it, then it is so. If it says we were healed, then what? If he said he'd meet our need, what will he do? If he said the joy of the Lord is our strength, well, thank God, we'll take it. The joy of the Lord, what is it? It is our strength. Amen. In other words, real faith in God simply says about oneself what the word of God has said. And so I want to encourage you tonight to be bold. Amen. To take the time to get in the Word. And don't just let your uh, life slip away and your days slip away without being diligent about this. This is extremely important. Especially you that have been schooled in the house of faith. Schooled in the Word of faith. Your faith's confessions in this day, in this hour, are extremely important for you, your family, for the church, and really for this nation. Amen? Now notice this in Hebrews 13, 5 and verse 6. It says this at the end of that verse. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I take that. How about you? 
Now, notice the next verse. The next verse, verse 6 says, so that we may boldly say. Here's what he said. Now we can boldly say. What are we supposed to say? The Lord's my helper. The Lord's my helper. Not only that, I'm not going to fear. What can man do unto me? You know what the answer to that is? Absolutely nothing. Amen. So say with me, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Oh, glory to God. And so words are the most important thing in the whole universe. Look with me at the book of Psalms in chapter 33. And we'll look at verses 6 through 9. It says, by the word of the Lord. Everyone say the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 7. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap he layeth up the depth in storehouses. Verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord and let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. Woo! Glory to God. Say with me. He spoke and it was done. And it is still being done. When he said, let there be light, light came on the scene, and it just keeps on flowing. Woo, what a God we serve. I love this. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. So we see here, God said it and it became. Now we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. The sages have a, 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 a saying or verses in the book of Genesis in chapter 1 where it talks about being made in the image and likeness of God. It literally says we are speaking spirits. God has foreordained and God has designed each and every one of us to speak forth his word from our spirit with the help of the Holy Spirit on the inside. So say with me, I am a speaking spirit. That means that we are made to operate just like him. We're to imitate him as dear children. We can, praise the Lord, speak his word out of our spirit and release power. Oh, amen. We can release power. Power that creates good things. Power that puts food on the table. Power that puts presents under the tree. That is if you have a tree. This power is released. Power that stops bad things. Amen. We can stop the devil dead in his tracks, demand him to desist and cease in his maneuvers against our lives and our loved ones. Power that comforts and consoles. Power that strengthens and edifies. Power that soothes and brings peace into people's soul. Power that heals. Power that brings provision. Power, as I said, that stops the devil. And dare I say, power that looses angels. Amen. Did you know we got our angels working? Our angels are working right now. They're protecting our flock. Oh, glory to God. They're protecting all of our loved ones. Angels are working. 
Somebody says, well, I've never seen an angel. You don't have to see an angel to know they're working. They're working because God says they're working. When you release your angels, they go to work. For they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. Amen. We got angels. We got money angels. We got prosperity angels. Prosperity angels are out there bringing the money in. So you'll never hear me say, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. No, thank God I know what he's done. And what he's done and how we cooperate with him activates the angels to work on our behalf. Are they not all ministering spirits? They hearken to the, listen, they hearken to the voice of his word. His word coming out of your mouth activates your angels. Don't let your angels just stand around your house with their arms folded like I wish they would say I wish they'd turn that boob tube off and start saying what I said in my word, what he said in his word. Woo, glory. Well, I'm having fun tonight. I hope you are. Amen. I want to stress the significance of words. Words are the building blocks with which we construct our lives and future. Words have creative ability. Faith-filled words set the course of our lives. Words can make us or words can break us. Our words, the words we spoke yesterday, make life what it is today. Think about that. And this agrees with Mark eleven twenty three. You were wondering whether they were going to get there or not. Let's look at Mark eleven twenty three. Mark the eleventh chapter in the twenty third verse from the lips of Jesus. Now I want you to notice as we read this that he uses the word say or saith three times, but he only uses the word believe one time. Amen. Brother Hagen was praying one day and the Lord said, Did you notice that? that in the word that I, I use the word say or say it three times in the word believe? He says, yes. He says, that means you're going to need to do three more times on the uh, teaching on the saying part than you do the believing part. Yeah. You know, that's what believers do, right? Yeah. Believers believe. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Human beings breathe. Yeah. I'm so glad that Montgomery is breathing. Yeah. Amen. We, we breathe. Amen. You don't have to call your sons or your daughters or your grandkids. Make sure you you breathe today. No, human beings breathe. And believers believe. And believing is not difficult. But I think what happens sometimes is believers believe, but they forget to say what they believe. And as long as we forget to say what we believe, we will be defeated by default by not activating our faith with our words. Can you say amen? Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. We can literally read it like this. He shall have whatsoever words that he speaks. Now say this with me. I shall have whatever words... That I speak. I wonder, could Mark eleven twenty three work for you? What if you said consistently, my body is whole and strong. All of my debts are paid. Things go well for me. I've got favor with God and man. What if you said that all the time? 
Well, according to what Jesus said, you will have what you say. Do you believe in the words of Jesus? Amen. So we need to make sure then that we watch our words and not let doubt and unbelief just leak out of our mouths, right? And so we need to set a watch over the words of our mouth. You know, oftentimes people say, well, we we don't ever need to catch yourself. We don't ever run out of money. Or we, instead of saying, well, we always catch the flu. Well, let's say this. We always triumph. Amen. We always pay our bills. Well, I don't know, Pastor Mark. I can't be around cats. I can't eat seafood. We need to get a hold of that thing right under our nose. Get a grip on your lip. Watch what you claim. Well, it's just my system, Pastor. It's just my system. God can change your system. You need to have a conversation with your kidneys. Kidneys? I call you normal, wherever they are. Where are they anyway? Or in the back. Okay, I got it right, all right? Kidneys, I'm calling you normal. Praise the Lord. Heart, you function in the perfection to which God created you to function. Amen. I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Every nerve in my body functions normal. Amen. Talk to your body. Talk to your body. Your body's talking to you. So you might as well just talk back. Amen. Tell that body to line up. Tell that body to shut up. Amen. Say with me, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So here's another thought. A continual affirmation or declaration of God's word in faith will build into your immune system a supernatural anointing that is capable of eliminating sickness and disease. We should be calling our immune system strong. Yeah, but the doctors told me that I have a weakened immune system. That's what they say. What they say never trumps what you say. Because if what you say is based on the word of God, it overcomes anything. So we need to call our immune system strong. Right? Amen. I have a strong immune system. Let's just raise our hands and thank God for a good strong immune system. Hallelujah. Any disease, germ, or virus that touches your body dies instantly. Amen. Glory to God. We ain't yielding to the flu. Hallelujah. We're yielding to Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that has healed us. You are the Lord that is sustaining us. And you are the Lord that is keeping us. Lungs. Say it with me. Lungs. Be clear. Be blessed. My lungs are blessed. Now take a deep breath. Ah, that's nice, isn't it? Well, it lines up with Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those who find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. God's word is medicinal. I like this phrase. I heard it the other day. 
He didn't say God's word are like medicine, but God's word is medicine. Isn't that neat? Praise God. You may want to look up Nancy Dufresne Ministries or Dufresne Ministries online and look at the downloads that she has there. And she's got a beautiful download on confessions that you can make over your physical body. I've been doing it a lot recently. And I tell you, it's really, really helping me. Praise God. Why? Because it's keeping me in faith, out of doubt and unbelief. So go ahead and do that. You'll be glad you did. There's value in faith-filled words. Should we look at just a couple more scriptures? Proverbs 21, 23 says this. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. (laughs) Doubt and unbelief will affect your soul. I just feel so depressed. Well, you may feel that way, but it's not going to do you any good to talk that way. Amen? Whatever you feel, speak the opposite of. Somebody says, are you saying that, you know, we're we're not to, to be honest about how we feel? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. Let's just get the word on it. And let's put the word on it. All right. Proverbs 12, 6 says that the, the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Proverbs twelve fourteen says a good man shall be satisfied with good by the words of his mouth. Proverbs twelve eighteen says the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 13, 3 says he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. How about that? The lips of the righteous, the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Proverbs 16.24 says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Amen. So I want to be your coach here for the next five, six minutes or so. I'm going to ask you to all stand, and we're going to make some declarations, praise the Lord. I'm encouraging you tonight to talk health, to talk strength, to call those things which be not as though they were. And let's look at this verse in Job 22 and verse 28. Raise your hands and thank him for his word tonight. Amen. Amen. It's not a long word, but it's a good word. It's a word that will stick to your ribs. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, 28. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Amen. So I've downloaded in my notes something that I've been saying for decades now. And it's from a little book called God's Creative Power by Charles Caps. If you don't have that little book, get it. It's what uh, I've been saying for years and years and years. And I just want to be your trainer tonight. Will you let me be that tonight? Okay. Now, this is based on John 16, verse 13. You don't need to look it up. And James chapter 1, verse 5. So let your heart and your mouth get in union, get in faith tonight. And say these things with me. The Spirit of Truth abides in me. And He teaches me all things. You're guiding me into all truths. Therefore I confess confess 
I have perfect knowledge of every situation and every circumstance in life. For I have the wisdom of God. This one is based on Proverbs 3, verse 5. Declare this with me. I trust in the Lord with all of my heart. And I refuse to lean to my own understanding. In all of my ways, I acknowledge you. And you are directing my paths. And this is based on Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord is perfecting that which concerns me. Oh, let's say that again. The Lord, He is perfecting that which concerns me. And in my pathway is life, and there is no death. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, here's another great one. This is based on Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Declare with me, I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom. This one is based on John 10, verse 4 and 5. I do follow the good shepherd and I know his voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow now do it like I'm doing and the voice of a stranger I'm not going to follow I hear his voice I obey his voice he leads me in green pastures now this one is based on 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus is made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Therefore I confess I have the wisdom of God and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I think we should shout a minute. (laughs) I think we ought to just get happy on that one. Amen. Glory to God. Now this one is found in Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. This is something that we can pray for one another. This is what we pray for you on a regular basis. I am filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 That's all Brother Hagin ever wanted to be. He wanted to hide behind the cross. He wasn't a person that liked to be seen. But his prayer just about every morning, I'm sure, is, Lord, God, make me a blessing. You know, if you pray that sincerely, he will make you a blessing to someone tomorrow. Lord, make me a blessing. Oh, yeah, put your hand over your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, make me a blessing.
This one is 2 Corinthians 5.17, Ephesians 2.10, and 1 Corinthians 2.16. Say it with me. I am a new creation in Christ. I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Woo, therefore, I have the mind of Christ, and the wisdom of God is formed within me. Amen. I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You're not going to lose your mind. You got the mind of Christ. And this one is founded upon Colossians 3.10. Say with me, I've put off the old man. And I put on the new man. Which is renewed in the knowledge. After the image of him that created me. Glory to God. Here's our last one. PT's coming. Are you ready to shout just for a few moments tonight? This one is founded upon Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 and Romans 12, 2. Say with me, I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. Now say this real strong, and I'm not conformed to this world, but I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind is renewed by the Word of God. Now raise both hands up and give Him thanksgiving for that. Glory to God. Christianity is called the Great Confession. We just had a little confession boost for you tonight. To get you on your way and send you on your way. But don't stop tonight. Wake up in the morning and say things like, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I wonder if we got any dancers in the house. You know, Mom, Dad, good. When they pastored a church down by Houston, Brother Hagen would travel hundreds of miles out of his way just to go with me and Mom and Dad Goodwin. And Brother Goodwin said the Lord gave him a revelation that he could dance the money in. So I'm doing some dancing. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark, Mark Hankins and, and another friend said, we've danced in millions of dollars. So let's go ahead and dance the money in. Amen. Dance the business in. Glory to God. Dance the kids in. Amen. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. We're dancing the money in. Amen. Glory to God. It may not look very pretty, but it works. Ha, ha, ha. Glory. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Lynn, dance the money in. Come on, brother. Dance it in. Glory to God. Dance the money in, George. Come on. Dance the money in. (laughs) Glory to God. That's right. Dance the money in, Raul. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, that's right. We're... Yeah. Are we going to shout and dance a little bit? We can. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice. 